Thanks so much for being with us here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. This is Couch Potato Radio. Derek Hansen with you. It's a pleasure to have with us. And this was brought up yesterday because, to me, it's been very confusing. There are so many numbers that have been thrown out there over the past how many months. I guess we go all the way back to March when it comes to COVID-19 and the pandemic. And, of course, every day in the North Dakota side of the river at 11 a.m., we have all these names that are thrown, all these numbers that are thrown at us. And one concerning thing, the thing that I've always been concerned about going back to this time, and we talked about the original shutting down of businesses or whatever it was, to not overrun the hospital capacity. Now, the hospitalizations have gone up quite a bit in the past couple of weeks. They actually went down by 26 today in the state of North Dakota. But uh, this next guest that I have, uh, she was on Rachel Maddow on Monday night talking about this. And obviously... North Dakota has made the national news, maybe not necessarily for the right reasons because this has been talked about so much. But Renee Mock, as she is the director of uh, Bismarck Burley Public Health, and uh, I, I thank you so much for being with us. And, and I think more than anything else, I want to kind of clarify a few things because you know so much has been thrown out there. But again, Renee, thanks for being with us here on Couch Potato Radio and KFGO. Thank you for having me. Okay, so when you were on Rachel Maddow the other night, I just happened to flip through it because you know me, I'm, I'm probably watching uh, Monday Night Football, right? So then I flip over and there you are. So, But <laughs> but a lot of questions came up and it just I just happened to turn it over there. And you know when we talk about, because here's my situation on this and part of the reason I want to get in contact with you because right now there's two A's that are out there when it comes to COVID-19 and, and the concern about more cases and hospital capacity and what have you. And there's anxiety and then there's apathy. And somewhere I want accuracy because <laughs> numbers are thrown out there so much. You know what I'm getting at? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, and, and that's where I'm at with all this stuff going back to March when we were, when we were worried about has, hospital capacity. So where are we at with this? Because there's a difference. The North Dakota Department of Health showed ICU beds available, and then they show you know how many uh, COVID patients are in it, how many uh, patients without COVID are in all that. So where are we at? Because I think one thing that was clarified when I filled in for Joel Heitkamp yesterday, there's a big difference between available beds and staffed available beds. Yes, that's correct. So when we're talking about the availability of hospital beds in general, it could be um, anyone that has to be admitted for the hospital. But with the focus on ICU beds, it's intensive care. And those are the beds that if someone is very ill or has an emergence or life-threatening uh, situation that they're faced with, that that would be the place that they'd have to be. And so when we're looking at um, COVID-19 and some of our numbers, that's a focus um, is on the ICU beds, and I can talk a little bit more about that if you're interested in hearing about why we focus on that type versus um, just the regular hospital beds, and then also the staffing piece of it. Um, we have to have staff to go along with the beds, obviously, so looking at staffed ICU beds is what um, our focus is. And where you're at in Bismarck, I mean, it is down to one, according to the latest report, right, as far as, I mean, there's there's beds available, but as far as the ICU, but as far as staff, it just, it's not there, right? That is correct. And there is a website that's available to the public now that has that information on it. Um, just know that it's changing throughout the day as hospitals are reporting their information. And um, over the weekend, it was, um, I believe it was 17 for the entire state on Monday morning. It was about 20, and I think it just has been fluctuating um, throughout the time um, that you look at it. But when we're looking at our region, as you said, for the Bismarck area, um, with just one being available, um, that that's something to really uh, take a look at and, and consider when we're talking about capacity. 
And I think that's what I I guess one of the bigger questions I have with it, because if we are talking about COVID patients in the ICU, it's not the majority, right? But it's still, it just adds on to it already is a strained uh, healthcare you know, system right now, I think not only in North Dakota, but throughout the country. Would that be accurate? Or? Yes, that is very accurate. So um, when we're talking about the availability of staffed ICU beds, it's really one measure of the hospital's ability to care for the most vulnerable patients. So someone that comes in that needs life support or may need a ventilator to breathe, those are the types of patients that are in ICU. So um, we're looking at that as a metric in addition to our other statistics uh, for COVID, such as the positive test rates, um, number of active cases, how many hospitalizations, and really keeping an eye on all those statistics um, as a whole to make sure that we're on top of things before it becomes too late. I guess the, the question I have about anxiety, should we have anxiety about this as citizens? I mean, I think... The concern that we have out there, there are some, we had a doctor on News and Views last week saying, you know, having patients come from Bismarck to Fargo is not a unique thing, but as we get into cold and flu season with COVID on top of it, that certainly is not going to be an ideal situation, especially early on here when our bodies are getting adjusted to the snow we might have coming in this weekend. Yes, absolutely. So if you think about um, the plans that are in place, obviously, yes, there are plans in place. If people have to be transferred to Fargo, that is not a new thing. Um, The one thing that um, if you think about capacity-wise, We have already gone into some of the surge space at some of our hospitals, um, have added additional uh, COVID beds already, um, and those are um, being used at this point. And we really want to keep the public informed on how critical this is right now. So the role of public health is to prevent, promote, and protect the health and safety of the communities that we serve. Um, When we look at um, active cases and hospitalizations, they're really at an all-time high right now for us in our state. And so the message to the public that I feel is most important to get out, um, especially from a public health perspective, is we need to do what we can to prevent COVID-19 and um, we don't want people being hospitalized. We want them to... um, prevent the illness, you know, and not get to that point. So we should not be saying that we still have beds and we will have beds. We don't want you to become seriously ill and prevention is the key to getting us, um, to getting us, preventing us from getting there. Do you see a situation that uh, maybe they're going to have to, you know, are are you looking for leaders to maybe say, hey, we got to hold back on some elective surgeries here coming up? Because let's face it, if you only have, if something goes wrong in that elective surgery, you could be in an ICU bed, right? I mean, is, we, right. Ha- we had this going on in March and April with elective surgeries going on. Is that a possibility as we go into these winter months? So the elective surgery piece, absolutely, that would be the hospital's decision at some point um, when they would want to maybe put those off um, in order to meet the demand, and that would be the hospital's decision to do that. I know when you're thinking about um, the ICU and what the impacts are, we are coming up on flu season. And we're used to that being full and people might say, oh, well, you know, we're always full at this time of the year, um, especially because of influenza coming on. But if you think about COVID-19, it's a different peak. Um, It's not a predictable peak. And this year is really unlike any year that we've ever had. And so um, really trying to be vigilant and, and keep an eye on things for us locally here. Okay, so is there any other type of thing that you could use from the leaders? I mean, what what you sitting in Bismarck, what, what, is there anything else that could really help you out right now? Um, I think just the awareness of um, the situation that we're in so that people are taking it seriously. 
Um, I know staffing is a concern when you're talking about the healthcare workers that have been at this since March and um, how stressful it is, the long hours that have been worked. Um, and then you have ICU beds on top of it, which can be emotionally and physically draining to work in those facilities, especially for people that are not um, necessarily trained and used to working in that area. Um, just people need to think about the impacts um, of, of their actions when it comes to masking, when it comes to social distancing and avoiding large groups. Um, because we need to get ahead of the curve here. Um, we see our numbers increasing and hospitalizations are increasing. And in order for us to prevent things from becoming catastrophic, um, we need to act. All right. Very good. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I'm, I think what when I talked about the apathy as far as those three A's, I think the one thing about it, because the, the COVID patients that are in the ICU is not the majority, right? I'm kind of looking at it right now. It's probably you know a little bit less than a third, but it's not to say that that's just adding on to what is always a problem. I think that's what I want to stress yes. more than anything else. Yes, that's exactly right. Because if the um, ICU patients themselves are very, they're labor intensive to care for, um, and not we don't necessarily have the skill sets um from someone if they're working on, you know, on the clinic side and they're expected to come in and fill in in an intensive care unit, have they worked there before? What are their specialties? Um, sure, they can you know, do the basic types of things, um, but a lot more um, labor-intensive and time-intensive caring for individuals in that situation. I guess my final thing for you, Renee, is it, looking at the situation we had in New York you know, where we had doctors and nurses fly in to try to help out. I mean, could that happen in a situation like this? Because like we said, there's available actual physical beds, but the staffing part of it, and we know there's been layoffs in healthcare going back to, like we said, with those elective surgeries, and this really hurt healthcare, which seems to be strange when we're talking about this, that a a pandemic could hurt healthcare, but it actually did. Right. Yep, exactly. And our our goal is we don't want to get to to the point where New York was, um, where they were in a real critical situation and having to bring in additional help and such. Um, We want to be able to prevent that from happening. And so that's kind of the reason why um, this has been really talked about and really uh, focused on here, especially in this last week, because um, we have to act now before it's too late. Do the government leaders need to get together with the, you know, the Sanfords and the Centras? I mean, I'm going to the two hospitals here in the Fargo-Moriad area, obviously, but you have Sanford there in Bismarck, too. I mean, is that, do they need to get together to get that staffing back up? I mean, is that is that maybe what the key is here going into these winter months? So I know that they have been in conversation with them um, at the local hospitals here. I can't speak to the ones in Fargo for sure, um, but they are able to um, look at their plans and talk about their needs. And I know um, with the Department of Health, they've been involved in in some of that communication. I'm not privy to all of the conversation, but know that there has been discussion. Very good. Renee, thanks so much. I just, you know, I know how it goes. I have a friend who works at MSNBC and so much information is spewed out and you got someone in your ear saying we got five seconds. What? And so. <laughs> I, yes, I, I right. Want... <laughs> exactly. And how do you get all of that said in that little amount of time? <laughs> and so I was talking about news and views. So I wanted you to clarify a little bit more because then, of course, and you know how this has gotten so political. I just wanted to get to some clarification because for me, it's not sure. political. This is about health of our, our American citizens and certainly North Dakotans and where I live in Minnesota. So. Thank you for clarifying so much of that. No problem. Thanks for having me. Again, that's Renee Mock, uh, director of the Bismarck Burley Public Health, and uh, you know a lot of concerned. As we mentioned, uh, it was just reported that there was one bed on uh, Rachel Maddow. She reported it last night, and she also reported it on Monday night. And I really wanted to get in the details of that as far as one 
intensive care bed available in the Bismarck area. And of course, that comes down to staffing. I think that's what we really need to talk about more than anything else. When it comes to COVID-19, I like to take the politics out of it. I like to take the anxiety out of it. And I don't want people to have apathy about it. I think it's a very serious thing, but I don't want people panicking the streets and a fear that we're going to go through a situation like we had in Italy going back to March. I mean, somewhere I think we have to come together. There are some rising numbers, certainly in uh, states of Wisconsin, North Dakota, South Dakota. And you look over in Europe, we got things going on there now that's kind of flaring up as we get into these winter months. So we have to keep uh, really mind our P's and Q's and be careful about this as we get into these winter months, which is obviously known as cold and flu season. So we'll chat about that, obviously. Couch Potato Radio, thanks so much for being with us here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. I'm Derek Hansen.